0: Um, I just started writing stuff down as I thought it instead of trying to save it for when I, when there's a good time to write, do you ever do that? Like, Oh, I have an idea, but, or like there's the scene or there's this thing that could be fun, but then I'll be like, Oh, I'll save that until like I'm set up to write. And then I, that doesn't happen. And then I forget all about it. There's like, I put, I have historically put way too much faith in my, capacity to remember my supposedly brilliant ideas or like flashes yeah. of inspiration so I that think the difference you, yeah. yeah do you
1: do you find literally all the time but but yeah I'm also learning to just go with it when it comes
0: yeah yeah yes how do you how do you how how do you go about that
1: well it's funny because I had this recent experience where like I, I sat down to work on the novel but like I ha- obviously had but like I had so much resistance because it wasn't coming easily. And then I just like hopped in the shower and in the shower, I just got this great, I, like just a few sentences that I just kind of like arrived in my brain where I was just like, huh, that's interesting. And then I just like stayed with that for a while. And it was like one of, the, one of the only times that I've just kind of let myself like, hey, this is a complete detour from what I was working on, but it feels juicy. So let me just go with it. And then I got an entire short story out of it. But that's what, like, that's what I did that one morning and, and I just like paused the novel and it was like before I wouldn't have let myself do that. I would have been like, focus, Jamie, just <laughs> get it done. Um, but it, it's kind of like what you said, you know, just, you just have to kind of run with whatever comes because and, and trust it.
0: Yeah, because like when it's gone, it's gone and it really feels gone. and the act of trying to claw it back is just horrible it's I feel like that's worse that's a worse feeling than trying to dig up inspiration in the first place than to to kind of like I don't know clutch at something that's sort of passed through oh that's so cool though that you've got you got a whole thing out of that process
1: yeah and it was kind of I felt like I was a parts of my brain or mind or spirit or whatever were like showing me that I can do this in other areas too but like this is the thing that I was letting I was just finally letting myself go there rather than forcing it to adhere to some sort of like writing schedule or whatever like schedules are great it's great having like po- set pockets of time to do things but like I don't know I'm starting to think that like we make too much of that and so much of it is like happens in like in the cracks as Julia Cameron would say like it happens when we're cooking or when we're like driving or on the bus or whatever and if we just like stay there in that headspace and just write it down as it's occurring to us instead of like chasing it down it's so much more effective
0: yeah and it's there's something really pleasing and pleasurable about it. Cause obviously we talk a lot. Well, that is, yeah, that is something we're talking about, like finding the pleasure in creating. And I I found this week and last week writing as I was really in the throes of it. Um I was just like, oh, this actually is just really fun. I'm really enjoying it. And nice. the I think the other thing I've been that I have done that's sort of helped write more. I have decided <laughs> I think this might make me sound a bit mad, but um <laughs> so obviously I'm working on like the first draft of a novel, this fantasy thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I've decided what I'm doing right now is not writing. I've kind of stopped using the word writing in <laughs> my head about what I'm doing and I've replaced it with the word hacking. And it Mm -hmm. just like feels so much better and it feels so much more appropriate to what I'm doing. I'm just like hacking away at this draft and it's honestly, it's insanity. Like it's, it's, it is just the most, um, it's just a crazy mishmash of mental shit right now that is, it is incoherent. It is, Mm -hmm. it is so incoherent (laughs) But that's kind of where I'm getting a lot of joy from the incoherence oh
1: that's so cool and does How does it like feel different when you're doing it as opposed to like if you were telling yourself I'm writing
0: now I suppose if it's like I'm writing, then i need if that kind of puts pressure on an outcome that mm. builds on what i've already done, but I guess yeah. what I'm doing at the moment is just any fun little ditty that kind of pops into my mind I'm like oh that's really fun like that's a really fun plot twist or um this could be a fun device I'm kind of coming up with these like oh yeah almost devices or moments and they don't because you know before I was doing my thing where I was asking a question like I'd have a scene I'd have like an image and then I'd say okay what happened before what happens next Mm -hmm. but the last couple days it's been more like Oh, that's kind of fun. Let's just hack that in. Let's just hack it in, <laughs> yeah, you know just <laughs> fucking smash it in and right, and it's just been really fun and i I think the other thing that's changed is before it felt like I needed to really be in the driver's seat and really in control of where it was going and making sure it made sense. But now I'm like, Do you know what? the fact that it's like one third Star Wars fanfic, one third. Court of Thorns and Roses fanfic and then one third I don't know just like hallucinations from my brain it, uh-huh. that's fine do you know yeah. what? right now because you're
1: surprising yourself it's fine <laughs>
0: yeah it is really that's something
1: but I love it. that's something that the writing teacher Diana Getsch is always saying in her free writing classes like if you surprised yourself you're 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 doing it right basically Um, And you have to kind of give yourself permission to suck and be messy and weird or whatever, because that's how you get to surprise.
0: Uh, I saw this great TikTok today. I follow um, this queer non-binary diver and they were talking about how embarrassing it is to be alive. Is kind yeah. of the gist of it, but it was just really it was really funny and, and and also extremely wise, and I think there's something really embarrassing about a first draft, like it's so cringe, it's just like, yeah, what the fuck am I writing like literally what is like it's so embarrassing is how <laughs> I feel about it, but also whatever you know, and I think i ha- I don't think I have got to this point yet, I think I'd still been in trying to take it seriously. Yeah. As in trust myself, trust the project, be serious about the desire to let yeah. it grow. That kind of crossed over into like it needing to be quite it needed to be good and non-cringy or whatever straight away. But and maybe it will yeah. never be that. Maybe even the finished version will be really cringe. And maybe that's okay too. You know? Well
1: also kind of like we can investigate why things are cringed us and reframe them but I think so much of it is like we're like when we're writing that first draft and if we do allow even allow ourselves to be cringe in the first place like when we know like it feels like really alive and playful or whatever and then we look back and we're like oh this is so bad but then it's like why are we even making those judgments like wh- why are we putting judgments on it so quickly like, especially if there's like still time like no one has seen it <laughs> you know yeah. like no one knows that we've done it and we still feel cringe about it <laughs>
0: I had this horrible moment yesterday. I was like, what if I got hit by a bus tomorrow and someone opened my laptop and found (laughs) this just like chaotic collection of, I don't even know, like, I'm like, I was just, I was like, oh God. But also whatever, it's a reflection of, I don't know, the things that give me joy, I suppose, you know?
1: Yeah. But also that's just like, like, that's not going to happen you know. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I quit, hope not. But it's like <laughs> but like just the chances of that like also yeah. And the chances of like anyone that happening and then also just like them being interested in that particular thing. Yeah, <laughs> of all, all, the, all things. the things in your life. <laughs> <laughs> um I feel like that's just where our fear takes us right we're just like but what if the worst abs, like absolute worst thing happened and we can't take it back and that's why we can't make our art? it's like are we listening to ourselves (laughs) yes
0: um so crazy brains are so crazy yeah it's negative bias um Um, we did a whole thing on it in um, in coaching training there's like a fancy name for it that I've immediately forgotten obviously but Yes. But I feel like negative bias
1: really gets to the heart of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just like this pure, it's a pure survival mechanism, but it, it does not support our creative souls for sure.
1: Yeah. and that's something that I'm like, especially when a project is important to you, like it was easy for me to get into that mode with the new short story because I literally had like never thought of it before. It just mm-hmm. occurred to me in the moment. But if it's something that you're working on for a long period of time, you kind of have to, like, get yourself to forget that you have this long history with this project. Because every moment has to be new when you're working on it.
0: Yes. Oh, I just, I am blown away by that. (laughs) That is so much how I feel.
1: Yeah. That sounds like it. Yeah, yeah, And... Yeah, I think that's something that I'm still learning, right? Like, how do I make this thing that kind of feels old right now? Like, I've been, it's in my head for a while, but like, it's obviously not, like, it just reminds me of that thing that Marie Howe said, where she, she was like, in some interview or class, she said, art is not, art is an experience. It's not the record of an experience but so many times if we have like an idea that we has been in our head for a long time it's like it's as if we're we're trying to record it but it's like no 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 you're actually making it up right now um yeah and that's a very different headspace and i'm wondering like what's what are ways to get there more often
0: yeah so two, I guess two things that that's just made me think of. One of them, there's this really great book called Art is Therapy by the philosopher Alan de Botten. And it's so good. And he talks about the the fact that art has seven psychological functions that he has hmm. outlined. And he he's worked with an art historian to research this book. And in the intro, he kind of talks through how when humans created vessels to carry water it's because we are physically not able to do that like we can't just carry water around so we Mm -hmm. made bowls and bottles and whatnot and he talks about how the mind similarly lacks certain capacities that we wish it had and art fills those gaps Mm -hmm. and one of them is memory and he says he, he he kind of talks about and he, he chooses some really brilliant paintings to illustrate it. The most, these most fleeting moments that we're so afraid of forgetting, that mm-hmm. art provides a tool to give us comfort that we will remember. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel slightly opposite to that other quote, though, about art is the journey, not the experience, but I kind of like the tension between those two ideas.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's something it's like you're molding the clay of that experience every like you you can there's a consistency but also you can kind of look at it from a different perspective and that mm. changes the thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and maybe that's a useful way of thinking about like something like right writing a longer project like there is the core idea behind it that is kind of like the memory or like the memory essence or something and then like every time you work on it it's a slightly different perspective because you're always a slightly different you
0: yeah and you've always consumed slightly different new stuff yeah and i'm finding that is really impacting the overall content of this of this longer piece and what it was before and what it is now i've been working on this i literally hate to think about it but you know we're, it's it feels relevant <laughs> yeah. like I've been working on this since 2019 November 2019 uh-huh. Fuck, it's just like fucking long um yeah and it the way I feel now is very much there's no end in sight which is kind of bleak but also I want to trust trust I have to keep coming back just trust
1: yeah
0: if you keep putting words on the page eventually something will exist yeah, and be coherent and co- cohesive and those kind of things I'm searching for. But I feel like I've gone on a massive tangent. What on earth were well, we just you, talking about?
1: Well, do you have that experience where <laughs> you'll be working on something and you're like, oh man, it's going to take me so much longer to finish this. I'm already so far into it. And then you ha- like keep working, keep going. And then there's this moment where it becomes very clear that you're actually almost done, but you just like had convinced yourself that you had so much more to go because you thought you were in the middle Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: it really turned out that you could just wrap this up and it's done and you can just, it's ready. Um, So it could be kind of like that experience too, but just kind of taking a longer, like in a longer time framework.
0: Yeah. I love that. And it's like, you know, when you go on a long car drive somewhere, the journey there always feels so much longer than the journey back. I wonder if there's (laughs) something, something like that to it. And I don't know. Yeah. I also think because I've been writing in Apple notes, I have absolutely no sense. I have zero sense of how many words exist. Mm. And that's normally like what I would have used before as a barometer of like what's, you know, what have I, what, what, how much quantity of, how much have I hacked? Like how much material have I hacked into existence? Yeah. So the other day when I actually, I just copy pasted what I worked on that morning into a word count thing and I was like uh-huh. I just couldn't believe I'd written 700 words I just I am still in shock <laughs> so yeah, yeah maybe you're right maybe I'm so much closer than I realize and that's a yeah. really nice thought
1: right because you're like when you're in it you have no idea sometimes I'd feel like you have no idea how you're doing because you're so busy doing it <laughs> mm-hmm. like you haven't yeah. s- stepped back from it and it's good that you haven't stepped back from it because that means you're doing it
0: Yeah so this is so welcome episode six the last episode of series one which is very exciting this in this in this episode we wanted to talk about consumption and creativity which felt like a really nice way to kind of close off some of the thoughts that we've been having and just I guess for us to have a space to share like what we're consuming at the moment what's helpful what's not what we've noticed in our own practices um I definitely feel like my TikTok addiction is <laughs> really double-edged sword in terms of consuming that content and then how that impacts my creativity um Shaylee do you have any kind of intro- introductory thoughts you want to add
1: Um, Well, I really like this topic because I think it can cover so many different types of consumption. Like we've definitely talked about bookstagram and criticism from like academia or the literary community and, Mm. you know, former teachers and writing instructors and, you know, people who are experts or people who are talking about books and art from from a like criticism perspective. And then there's also like what's our environment like who is who are we talking to every day who about books or art or just life in general and creativity and um you know what are our social circles and what what are cultural norms that we come up against that either help us as creatives or kind of get in the way so i feel like consumption can be so many different things and like i'm really excited to to talk about that
0: yeah because we're such hungry creatures i think especially creative or people who identify with being creative i would argue that all humans create all the time but that's another topic for another day i think so
1: people who want to make books and shit
0: (laughs) yes exactly that's that's what we're talking about um (laughs) so if you're new to the club this is idol writers club and we talk about how to create with more pleasure and less pressure we're really interested in how to create uh, a creative practice that feels easy and inspired most of the time if not all of the time and the kind of com- the conversations kind of come up have come up out of things that shaley and i have been talking about organically as creative accountability buddies and we are so delighted to have you here It's just, it's just a dream. So, you go. So I was wondering,
1: is there something that you have been thinking about um, related to like book talk or bookstagram or just people in your feed basically? Because I think we talk a lot about making sure the influences in our like social media feeds can be helpful to us rather than get in our help rather than get in our heads
0: Mm -hmm. yes um I think really different answers to that question based on the platform so my bookstagram feed is the the kind of creators that I'm following in that space are either um Posting kind of inspirational content, you know, people like Amy McNee from Inspire to Write and that kind of motivational go make your art type content, which I find I find useful in small doses. And sometimes I find it almost it's like the encouragement is so aggressive. It makes me feel really shit for not doing it. But also maybe that is good, like a kick up the ass. I don't know. So I have mixed feelings about that. Um, And I try, I do try and limit my consumption of that more sort of inspirational content. Um, And then I follow a lot of writers who share smaller snippets of their work in progress and mainly poets. And it's really interesting to reflect on it now in this conversation, because I don't really follow anyone who's writing similar stuff. I used to follow people who were working on fantasy books, but I just, it was just, Really unhealthy, really not helpful for me at all, and probably that's why actually i I now have a feed with zero of that because I just really I just got really pissed off if people were writing more than me. I got quite competitive, and that's not useful to be aware of other people's workouts or other people's world building rules mm-hmm. or styles or whatever. It was just very like infecting my own headspace
1: yeah, I feel similarly I feel especially like. I am the sort of person who, to feel really generative, creative, to make more stuff, I have to get really quiet within myself. And so that means that I just can't consume as many, maybe books or like criticism or whatever as I used to. Like, I, sp- I spend a lot of time like reading people's essays and people's um, commentary and, you know, just like being in grad school and thinking in a particular way about like, themes and philosophical questions and now I'm realizing like that stuff is really good and, and useful and, and helpful in figuring out what you want to write and what your, what your perspective is and ideas are but it's also a lot of noise, a lot of clutter and it just takes up so much of your space and if you want to be creative you kind of have to clear your head. For, for your own voice to come through. And so I just I really appreciate things like Bookstagram because I really like to hear about the cool books that people are reading that I wouldn't have thought to read. But at a certain point I'm like, oh man, I just can't read people's commentary more because like you said, like I start to overthink and get comparative and I don't know, just feel like shit about my Schaefer's first drafts. And it's like they're supposed to be shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, completely. And I find like TikTok and book talk is a whole other ball game, right? Because I I feel like on when I'm following like writers on Instagram or bookstagrammers, there's kind of a separation because it's like, here's a picture of a nice book, or here's a picture of here are some words of my work in progress and some of their thoughts. But TikTok is like literally just people looking down the camera at you, you know, with like, here are my opinions. And there's something like really engaging, but that's it's it feels very difficult to center myself then. And, um, you know, I enjoy following people who have different opinions to me because it's good to be challenged, you know, like something that I think is really great. It's really interesting and useful and educational to then listen to someone, someone's review when they're like, that was a one star and here's why. I don't know. It just, I just find that really interesting. And yeah. also, you know, as a white person wanting to follow creators who have different points of view to me, like, you know, so it's not just a feed full of white people talking about. Something that I really noticed when I was in, kind of, I made this really drastic transition from working in film to working in tech. And that came with a huge change to my environment, like socially. And, you know, from everyone I know wants to be a filmmaker and the only thing that they care about is film to Mm -hmm. people who I work with might not even watch films ever. Like, that's not something they find fun. You know, it was like such a drastic shift. And, you know, hanging out with people who aren't maybe really interested in the arts. And it was just so wild it was such a wild <laughs> ride and it was really incredibly healthy it gave me such a reality check that for such a long time I I was in this real bubble and it was both difficult and refreshing although I'm pleased to report it was mainly refreshing I didn't have a meltdown <laughs> um to just be around people who were kind of like oh you made films that's cool and then just like whatever moved on like it wasn't you know Uh. it was it just gave me some real perspective and I found that really healthy um but the drawback kind of that's like the pro was yeah being exposed to people who had different priorities to me and were just different and that's great but on the other side I then felt like a massive weirdo for having these big creative projects because I didn't know anyone else who was like I didn't know anyone Mm. who was I'm going to write a play or I'm going to write whatever this thing is or I'm going to do this I'm going to go and do some performance poetry like I I was this like weird oddball Mm -hmm. oh my god Kate's so creative which also like (coughs) is kind of gross and weird but you know there's it, it it was something that before was part of my identity that bonded me to the group around me and now suddenly it was something that sort of made me different and it was it took me a long time to realize how potent being around other people who have their own projects is for your own work because it totally spurs you on right to talk to someone like talking to you is one of the best things I have done for my creative practice like literally if not the single best thing because you get it and we schedule calls in, and I'm like, mm. I better fucking have something to say when I turn up. <laughs> Otherwise, Shade is going to be like, well, what? Well, obviously, you're not ever going to give me any kind of shit, but I can imagine that maybe you would, you would have like a slight disappointment. I don't know. So, and definitely. So yeah. I think it's just so, it helps to unlock different angles on the whole process. And I think for me there's just a lot of it's a lot of growth to be able mm-hmm. to say to someone like this worked this didn't work like just saying it out loud helps to consolidate that learning and that reflection whereas you know just yeah like me at my keyboard I mean also this go this is it's very telling because before we met I have a graveyard of unfinished projects mm. that I was kind of like eh, whatever but since we've met I have worked, like I said, solidly on this one thing for the last two and a half years. And that's Mm -hmm. that for me is like sort of testimony to the power of who you have around you and making, prioritizing relationships with creative people.
1: Yeah, it's so true. It's like one of the, one of the, If you're consuming, if if you want to even use that word, if you're like, if you have things in your life and in your environment that actually support you as like a creative, there's so much more focus in that. There's so much of a sense of like, this is what I'm about, this is what I'm doing. That's like the really positive effect of it. And I guess I'm curious, like, because this is something I think about a lot of like, am I putting myself, in the path of inspiration by taking it like by spending time with these people or going to this environment or whatever like like the other day i realized i love being at this coffee shop but mm-hmm. i don't know if i get the most work done at this coffee shop and the function of the coffee shop is not necessarily to sit there and write it's to say hello to these people who you know it's just like i don't know how to explain it it's more like there's something about the joy in being there that always leads to like ideas or some feeling of like freshness that you just Mm -hmm. need as a creative. Like you, you need that space of your, when you're just like doing nothing, when you're, uh, what's the word? (laughs) Spacing out. Spacing out is really
0: important for creatives. (laughs) Yes. Amen to that. It really is. And do you have yeah. things in your
1: life yeah. where you're, where you're like, I am so happy that I'm able to do these things, even though they don't seem like related to my creativity at all? I like, mean, routines.
0: yeah, I guess like just domestic chores,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, because it's so boring, right? It's a great <laughs> time to space out. Yeah. And at the moment, the setup that I have with my partner, cause I'm I'm out of work right now, fun employed. And so we balance all the household stuff. I'm the one that does it, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And so it means I have a much bigger load of chores than I would have done when I was working. And it's so much more time to space out. So also that might be why I'm yes. feeling more creative because actually like, I can't remember where I read this. Oh, that's going to really annoy me. But something about specifically like repetitive motions. So like washing... Mm-hmm dishes for example like repetitive motions with your body as like really good ways to trigger inspiration i feel like this is a massive digression from what we were talking about though well in a way i mean i guess
1: okay so to return to what we consume in our environment and people and things i guess all this conversation just makes me think it's like really important the the small things are pretty important in
0: yeah
1: and shaping how creative we feel or how we mm. feel about our art or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I've definitely had to adjust how much time I spend with certain types of people because, you know, I don't necessarily want to have a lot of conversation with like complaining because that doesn't put me in a good headspace or, um, and I've had to like protect my creative time from mm-hmm. like, not from anything, but, you know, if I said I'm going to work at a certain time in a certain place, like, I just want to make sure I have, like, no distractions and, and no one, like, needs anything from me at that time. Um, but I also think that there's just so much fun, uh, creative stuff happening when you're just, like, having fun, you know, when yeah. you're just inspired to go to a new place or, Like do an artist date or something and you could just pick something really simple like just going to a bakery or something that you don't usually go to Mm. and that just becomes like a fun little adventure where you have new thoughts
0: Mm. new routes taking new routes to things I've been Mm -hmm. thinking about this because the way from my house to get into town there's just like a road you know and obviously there are other ways to get into town but I always just take the most direct route and Mm -hmm. I was reading about how trying to change your journeys up just with slight variations gives you a sense of an expanded world, even if you're not actually expanding it in terms of like the ground covered. Because obviously I don't have loads of time to kill to just like wander aimlessly in the streets. Although maybe I should make time for that. But I thought that was really interesting. Just slight variations in your daily commute or your kind of, how you move around your city and yeah newness doesn't have to be so drastic
1: right yeah I love that idea because it's just it seems so doable like I can easily picture different routes I can take to the grocery store or something Mm -hmm. and it doesn't even have to be that exciting but like I don't know that's interesting too to me because if you're like walking or driving they say that like kind of being on that autopilot mode of like, you're just going through the motions. That's when you have like interesting thoughts, but then also you can have interesting thoughts when you're just sort of like, Oh, this isn't my usual thing. And I'm sort of out of my element here and I'm doing something new. So that's a really cool thing to play around with.
0: Yeah. I feel like there's a real balance to be had between um, routine in order to serve like routine that serves your creativity versus mm-hmm. um kind of the shock of the new to yeah. serve your creativity and I think too much I think, I think I have historically had I've you know always been chasing new stuff like always writing mm-hmm. in different coffee shops or at different times of day or whatever and yeah so I guess it's kind of like finding that balance isn't it mm-hmm. how much how much structure? serves you as a creative person versus how much do you need that spontaneity
1: yeah yeah that's a really good point I hadn't thought of it that way Uh, yeah I wonder how I I think I lean towards I maybe have too much routine and what I would benefit from is just shaking things up or just like making more like movement in my day or I think sometimes just like making time in your wherever you're working or playing or whatever, to just like get up and go somewhere else or do something slightly. It's like what we were talking about, like taking a different path. Mm-hmm. And you could actually do that in your daily life and just in like really small ways too. Mm-hmm. Where like, like instead of doing your morning pages in your room in bed or something, you could just like go to the kitchen. Yeah. And sit there. And that could be like a different experience. And it just, it feels small, but like I've tried that once and it actually was really interesting. Mm. I love so, that. Yeah. I don't know. What else, what else when you think of consumption and our environments? Um, I guess also something you could, we could think about is like music we listen to or like um, the effect of like lighting, you know, mm. and Like, do you need natural light or do you kind of need your like creative space to be like a a little cave (laughs) Um, or cave-like? I don't know. What do you
0: think? I mean, I feel like I've I've now, I feel like I must have really banged on about this, but candle light. like I love me a candle. Nice, (laughs) nice. If we're talking. Simple but effective. Lighting. But music's such a good one because in fact, just like audio stuff, I yeah. discovered, do you know E.A. Deverell, the lady writer? Have you come across her?
1: I have on Instagram. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> amazing. She, I, I love her blog and all of her creative writing worksheets. And I just think, I think she's wicked. She's definitely someone whose resources I've used a lot in the past, um, when I was taking a more structured approach to drafting, which now, as discussed, I have sacked off. Um, but what's my point? Yes, she has this great newsletter, uh, really, really ad hoc. But last, last one I had, she linked to a bunch of Atmos soundtracks on YouTube, really niche, really specific, like Alpine Chalet in the 1920s, or you know, just kind of these. <laughs> Like, that really specific- magical. Well, exactly, and I I was blown away that these these things exist, and yeah. I music is such a useful tool to create mood and images. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I think it can also like in in some in in my drafts for some of my scenes, I I've just linked like I was listening to this song while I wrote this in a mm-hmm. bid that maybe. It, will help me reaccess that feeling when I I do that too do you Ah! yeah yeah. I love that it's so useful
1: it is really useful and also like I like I'll (laughs) it's funny though that you put it that way because I do love listening to like the soundtrack that I've sort of made it's like a kind of like a mood board for my my work in progress Mm. and it's really great but then sometimes I'll like sit and I'm like you know what I'm gonna sit and get in the mood to write before like as a warm-up but then I'm just yeah. like listening to music, you know, like, oh, like I'm straight up just like listening and, and enjoying listening to music. And I'm like, you know, at a certain point, it's a little counterproductive. <laughs> like I need to know when to like, okay, now you're just procrastinating. Now you need to just start.
0: Yeah, because trying to find the right song yep. can be a minefield. But I think that's where <laughs> these Atmos really help because... I don't know, I find them a great focus tool. Um, Really, really a nice way of like accessing that kind of daydreaming space.
1: Yeah, that reminds me, someone recently pointed me toward um, on YouTube, there are all these like, I think it's called the gamma state when you're like, that's the state of flow and like, kind of like that dreamy headspace. And so people have all these like uh, recordings or like that just go on for hours of that kind of frequency. And then they have like music layered on or whatever. So you can kind of pick whatever you like. But I just thought that was so interesting. And I used it a couple of times and it was pretty effective. Like kind of, it really does. If it, it probably has to work. It, it probably only works if you're kind of already almost there. Like if you're like totally scattered, you might feel a little at odds with the music, which is a bit mm. too chill for you. <laughs> yeah.
0: But that, oh, that's, that's, yeah, so that's such a good point
1: of like music is really um, a great Mood uh, entering tool. Mm. And that's something that I, it feels like a tool because I think that's a, a great way of filtering out things that, like, filtering out other headspaces yeah. or other worries or whatever. Like,
0: yeah. yeah I also just listen to white noise. I feel like that makes me sound like a psycho killer, but I do think it's really useful. <laughs> a lot of useful. people do that. Do they? I feel like, do they though? <laughs> I'm well, kind of delighted I mean, if I've they do. i heard
1: about it. People, <laughs> I, whether or not they actually do
0: it. Um,
1: if, people are if, like, yeah, white noise is great.
0: <laughs> if you're listening and you listen to white noise, please let me know. Um, but there's like white noise, brown noise, pink noise, all these different frequencies oh, of just like no fuzz. And... I just find it so soothing and it's really helpful. I think with busy head because music yeah. sometimes is just more like jangles in my brain, yeah. but yeah, just that like static really it's helps also, me zone in.
1: There's also a app for like coffee shop noises or like nature sounds or, you know, there's an app for everything basically.
0: Yeah. So. And yeah. <laughs> um, this yeah. is a, Side note, but in the most recent lockdown that we had here, so like last year, um it was so depressing, it was so bleak. I created a pub in our kitchen and I played mm. loudly a field recording of a pub, so you could hear conversations, you could hear like pints <laughs> being pulled it was it was more than atmos, you know um wow. that was a real it was simultaneously like a high but also a real low, you know.
1: Oh. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I hear you yeah yeah sometimes noise is useful and sometimes it's not (laughs) um I well on the subject of like filtering out noise like is there do you feel the need to filter out things in your life because I feel like that's something that I've been experiencing where like there is just so much you could consume on the internet yeah like other people's opinions in general and like the just the noise of like everyday life stuff that needs to get done. And Mm -hmm. what's something that helps us Mm -hmm. focus and just tune into what we need to be tuned into.
0: Yeah. I don't do this every day, but the days when I really need support in filtering out, I have my phone on airplane mode. Until noon, Mm -hmm. and that's the rule. Like you can only turn it back on after lunchtime. Because my, you know, there's the whole thing about like your cardiac rhythm and when you are most effective. Like I'm very effective like between eight, eight and twelve. Like my Mm -hmm. four kind of best hours. Um, so that helps because, like, you know, I love my friends, but the girls text a lot. Do you know what I'm saying? And. (laughs) it's it's just i'm such an extroverted person it's the draw to chat shit is so <laughs> strong so for me that just that's kind of like it's quite black and white but it really is one of the only ways that i know works for me is just no access no access to chat no access to socials just yeah go have your own space and that's when i can feel really really centered, really focused. And also it's just, it's, there's a real lightness that comes with, I'm not contactable. And that reminder, I also hide my phone when I do this Mm -hmm. so that I can't see it also Mm. really helps, helps me. Um, And the other thing that I have done and need to do again, I worked with a coach um, in 2020 and she had a list of criteria that if someone met something on this list, you had to unfollow them. This was like, one of the first exercises we did with her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, this is just what you're going to do. And if after the coaching period, you decide you really need that person back in your life. Great. But just as an experiment, this is what we're doing. And it mm. was stuff like, um, you look up to this person, but somehow they make you feel small or mm-hmm. this person feels loud or this per like this whole list of things. And you just went through it. Anyone who met something was either muted or unfollowed. And that was that confronted me with some harsh truths as well about my feed and mm. you know people yeah. that I thought were really serving me and whose content was really expi- inspiring but ultimately I just they just made me feel really inadequate somehow because of whatever psychological reasons so that has really helped with filtering
1: that's How amazing. About you? I really love your first idea too of like man, I, I wanna get to the point where like I allow myself to just like, I'm just not going to text any, like the temptation is so strong. Cause it's like, part of me feels like more connected to the world if I can just like talk to anyone at any point or like text someone real quick. But it's like, I would probably benefit from that, from that because what's the need of doing this before 12 anyway? Like, what, yeah. like does anyone really need a response before noon? probably not probably WhatsApp everyone wants is, to be in their yeah. own space doing their thing
0: but it's so whatsapp is so distracting like yeah. is that is is that what's like commonly used in the states as well or is it a different no messaging app
1: well we just kind of use whatever like we don't usually we just usually use like iphone messages you know like yeah okay like whatever default But I I do end up using WhatsApp a lot because like family and Mm. friends in other parts of the world. So but I think for me it's more about insta. (laughs) It's more Uh like um it's more the temptation to like look at what people are posting about. It's not even like my messages necessarily. Like I think I have maybe I just have more introverted friends where we're just like, we're gonna talk when we talk and it's gonna be great. (laughs) and I don't really need to have conversations every day it's fine Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like I'm fine with that because you know I'm I'm the sort of person who just like gets sucked into her own vortex and does her own thing and I just trust that we're gonna have conversation when we do but for me it's just insta and before I used to be on twitter and I'm not on twitter anymore Mm -mm. (laughs) because it's just so loud and so many
0: opinions literally
1: yeah yeah, it's just like people shouting into the void, but with Insta it's like I'm following a lot of people who actually inspire me and mm-hmm. and like I'm like I'm following really interesting accounts that are informative and interesting, but at the same time it's like too much of a good thing, right? Because you're like, "Well, I have to get something done." <laughs> and these are like I'm a morning person, so I want to get things rolling in the morning, and if I get like one post that someone posts that's interesting but also like brings up a lot of like feelings about a topic in me complete can completely derail my morning mm-hmm. so i think for me probably airplane mode is good for that reason yeah and i don't know if anyone else can relate to this but like there's just so much good content and you want to take all it in mm-hmm. um, but it's just you got to know when when is the right time
0: yeah yeah and the other thing I found works really well about saying until noon is there are days when I then, I don't, I, I don't touch my phone until much later in the day, but it's kind of like, it's not that long. You know, it doesn't yeah. feel that it's not like such a challenge. I, I've seen things like, oh, you need to be phone free all day or
1: for multiple mm. days
0: in a row or whatever. And I, maybe that's cool, like once in a while, but on a regular basis, I, that kills me. Like I can't, I can't, I, can't, I won't. I I know how addicted that makes me sound to my phone, which, you know, I am. Aren't we all? Yeah. But I think we get a lot out of it too. Like it's not Mm. all bad.
1: Even Mm -hmm. if, even if it has like an addictive quality, and you probably don't need to check it for more than like an hour period in your day.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm
1: like, you'll, like you'll catch, you'll be able to catch up on all the interesting things. If you just like save it until like, I don't know, five o'clock in the afternoon or something, but Mm Yeah. It it's also like a joyful thing. Like I appreciate the memes. The memes are great. <laughs> 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 like there're comedians I follow that like just make me feel like so much lighter in my day, you know, like yeah. There's great there's great uplifting things too. But there's mm-hmm. it's like reading the well maybe it's not like reading the news cuz reading the news you're predominantly getting reporting on like negative shit that happened. Like yeah. You know, not, not necessarily all the positive progress moments, but mm-hmm. but it is a mixed bag, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think probably monitoring that is an individual game.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm keen to hear if you try if you try a little airplane morning, and what happens if you do.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it also reminds me of um, oh gosh i forgot where i was going to go with this something to do with what you were talking about your the second thing you were talking about
0: um oh unfollowing based on unfollowing. certain criteria yeah
1: yeah okay so on on that note i was thinking a lot about like what we decide to read or or like the art we consume like whatever your art is -hmm. How how do we decide what we're going to consume? Like because there's, I find that there's a tension between like there are books that are put on people's bookstore accounts or whatever people are promoting certain books, Mm -hmm. and I'm not always like they're they're probably fantastic they're probably like really good books but. They don't necessarily resonate with where I am in my life or where what I want to write or whatever. And I find that there's this kind of tension that I sometimes feel of like, I really want to be a part of the conversation, but at the same time, I want to be able to consume what resonates with me and my inner artist or whatever, without having to worry about that being on trend or in vogue or whatever. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever worry about that? Are you kind of just like, I just like what I like and I'm going to go with it.
0: I I have stopped following accounts that read books that I find it a chore. Mm. Um and and now I have a kind of reverse problem which is I can't I don't read as quickly as the <laughs> trends come. And I yeah. have started reading more. I've I've started reading a mix of books that are trending and but normally those are just like quick reads like a a cheeky rom-com that's blowing up on TikTok or whatever mm-hmm. um but I've started using Storygraph do you have you heard of this
1: uh I have because you mentioned it but I don't like ah, it yes. myself
0: yeah yeah so I've been using Storygraph to try and be a bit more like curated I guess about what I'm reading and I think there are so many functions when I'm choosing a book, like what I want it to do. And that depends on how it, where I'm at when I start the book. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm really a mood reader. So even though I make these, I've got like a long TBR. Am I going to get round to reading it books on this? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but I guess I've tried to stop beating myself up over, like if I just want to be entertained or, Um, If I'm ready for something more cerebral and something that's helped me is remembering like, yeah, you did read that really long cerebral book. You know, Mm -hmm. you read the luminaries, Kate, (laughs) pat on the back. You read it. You know, it's like stuff like that. And just like remembering, like, I have the capacity to read those kinds of books as well. And it's okay to Mm -hmm. not read them all the time. It's kind of, I guess, how I how I negotiate some of that. Yeah, I've also started reading fanfics, which has just helped no end because it's really made me appreciate the full scale of like writerly expertise and standards, yeah. and mm-hmm. and everything can coexist in the world. All of these things can exist, and that's right. okay.
1: And, and I'm allowed really to read all of them. Yeah, you
0: know, the full spectrum.
1: So true. Like giving yourself permission of like you don't always have to read the best books. Or yeah. the best. Or also, there's like, there's some fan fiction that you're like, yeah, this isn't maybe technically good, but like, it was thrilling to read this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. Like, there's something in it. There's something yeah. in it that you can learn or like just enjoy. And mm. yeah, and that counts for something. Mm. Yeah. I think that that's something that I've been thinking about like, um, how it, I'm just going to be interested in what I'm interested in and uh, the, I'm not going to get around to reading the books that other people are excited about. Even my friends, like my friends all often suggest really amazing books, but often I'm just not feeling them. And like, that's yeah. a valid reason to just not read them. Like mm. it doesn't make me think anything about the book or my friend or whatever. Like I'm, I'm assuming it's brilliant and great, but it's like, you don't need to consume everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's good in order
1: to yeah like we just live in such a over like sometimes feels like overly saturated world where like you could do so many things but at a certain point you just have to make a decision like this is what I'm interested in right now and I don't really know why but I'm just gonna see where it goes yeah that's kind of where I land with consumption it's Mm. like you my first effort is like going to be what do I feel like I'm craving right now? What do I feel like is really interesting and just be guided by that instead of like, for which I used to do first, um, at first is just look at what all the options are and pick from there. And it's like, I don't really, for me, that has become, that's felt backwards, like the backward approach where you're sort of getting confused by all the options and then like expecting yourself to make it like, informed decision about what you personally want to do
0: oh my god I have a great recommendation for you yeah it's a little tiny booklet pamphlet and it's about bookshops and I can't remember the title it's by Mark Forsyth who's a British writer he's re- he wrote the et- etymol- etymologic on he's like a academic and he talks about words and expressions and the formation of words and the history of words and mm-hmm. this little booklet he talks about the unknown unknowns and that those are the best books so he says I there are it's from that speech that that American chap gave once sorry for my ignorance of who it was but it was <laughs> it was he was talking about there are known knowns there are known unknowns and then unknown oh, yeah. unknowns yeah 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 um, and, and the, this, this guy applies it to books. And he's like, so there are books I know that I've read. I know those books. Um, books that I know I haven't read. For example, War and Peace. And then books that I don't know even exist. And his, his mm-hmm. whole point is, those are the books to go for. The books that you know exist that you've not read, you're probably not going to read them. And that's okay. And yeah. it just was so much permission. I'm like, oh. No, I haven't read War and Peace. Mark, you're right. I haven't read it. And maybe I never will. And maybe that's okay. But finding some like weird quirky book on the table at the back of a bookshop that just like catches you in that moment. Kate,
1: that has become my MO. Like those are the only books I read now. (laughs) I'm like, did they just mysteriously show up into my life? Great. That's what I'm reading. (laughs) So funny that you put it that way, or like that's what you were thinking of. Because I'm just like, you know, that's that's kind of like you're following your intuition and you're and it's so much better than, like the surprise of it is so delightful in itself, and that kind of synchronicity, like just making room for more of that synchronicity in your life. So cool.
0: Yes. I, but that's
1: a really interesting. Was it a, um, a book or a speech?
0: It's a tiny little booklet. Literally, it's oh, like it's twenty to thirty pages long, and I picked it up at a Waterstones once. I'll see if I can. I'll send. I'll. I'll send you a link. Uh,
1: yeah, because I, I have had like Anna Karenina on my shelves for like eons. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> it can read
0: it, I don't know. it <laughs> off. Back it off. Oh, I can't. I just did a quick Google and I couldn't find it.
1: I feel like such a weirdo right now because I'm just like I just only read short books. <laughs> like, I can't, yeah. I can't do one piece.
0: <laughs> Literally on um on my story graph when I'm looking for books, I'm like less than three hundred pages. Recommendations, please. <laughs> like I just want to finish things. You know, get in, yeah. get out. Anyway.
1: I don't have that much time. Just kidding. I mean, I probably do, but.
0: Ah. <laughs> oh. This has been such a good chat. I feel like for yes. me, the thing I'm really taking away is the key word to consumption when when, like in relation to my creativity is intention and mm. to consume things with intention, you know, whether yeah. that's on book talk or I don't know, everywhere, books, music, it's just about having that intentionality, isn't it? Do I really yeah. want to consume this right now? Is this or like in the moment, like is this? helping me feel good <laughs> inspired whatever
1: Marie Kondo style does it bring does it spark joy <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a good
0: way to wrap up <laughs> oh, I love it Marie Kondo I'm gonna go Marie Kondo in my feed
1: yeah slash my books yes I don't know in the
0: bin yeah definitely yeah. both things can coexist both approaches yeah. mm. well
1: this has been really fun and I'm really excited to try some new things that we talked about.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited to just be more considerate, <laughs> more consideration. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how long it lasts. I will obviously keep you posted.
1: Yeah, and we would love to hear from any of you guys if you have interesting strategies for kind of filtering out the noise or or. Just being more intentional about how you create. Like, what are your strategies? What do you what do you like to do that's maybe kind of different than the usual creativity advice?
0: Yeah. Yes. We would love to hear. We would love to hear, actually. We have a comment post on Instagram for this episode. So wherever you're listening, if you are on Instagram and want to share your thoughts, you can share them there. Or you can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash idle writers club slash message, maybe. Um the link is wow. in the show notes.
1: Look at you, you just knew that off the top of your head.
0: I did. Promo <laughs> machine. But um but yeah, genuinely let let us know. Join join in the conversation because, you know, we wanted to start sharing this to kind of be in the community with other writers, other idle writers.
1: Yeah.
0: And we'll be thinking about what comes next after series one.
1: Yeah. And please let us know if you have any topics that you're interested in or that you just feel like people don't usually talk about, because that would be fun to explore with you all too.
0: Absolutely. Seconded.